planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hi, Linda. Hello. Hi, my name's Nev. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks for joining us on the Everblack podcast. The buzz around this upcoming Iron Maiden tour has been amazing, and I believe this is your first trip down under. Is that right? It is our first one, both uh, for every one of our band members personally and um, as well as with the band. So it's the first time completely. We're totally excited. We're not really sure what to expect. <laughs> that That is exciting. Of course, uh, the Iron Maidens have been going for a while now, and you've been with the band since the beginning. How did it all come together? Yeah. Who came up with the idea? Well, um, and now, oh gosh, this guy's name, oh, it's going to slip my mind again. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was a, an Iron Maiden tribute band that was co-ed. It had a female singer and bass player, and the rest of the band members were guys. The singer and the bass player the singer actually really wanted to do, make it an all-female band for some time, and one of the guitar players, whose name is just slipping my mind, I feel so bad. Um, he he really uh, pushed her to go ahead and do it. He thought it would be great, and he said, you know, until you get your lineup together, we're happy to stay here and keep playing with the band, but you really should get an all-female one together. So it was Jen, the original singer, who was the brainchild of this, and she searched for, I believe, a couple of years try to find the band members. When I ran into her, they were just looking for a guitar player and a bass player uh, to do the Adrian Smith and the drum part. So uh, my band, Phantom Blue, was looking for a bass player at the time, and we figured any bass player who can play Steve Harris has got to be pretty good. <laughs> so we, we went down to the show with the hopes of, you know, picking up a bass player, but at the end of the night, they came to us and they actually asked us if we wanted to join their maiden tribute they were putting together because all they needed was a guitar player and a, a drummer. And so there you go. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> complete. <laughs> we never used that bass player in Phantom Blue, but, you know, we <laughs> we ended up joining the, uh, the Iron Maidens, what became the Iron Maidens instead. That's an awesome story. And, of course, were you always a Maiden fan yourself? Always. Oh, my gosh. Uh, when I was a kid, when I was in school, I was misbehaving, and I got caught doing some bad things, and I got sent home for a few days. And I went into my brother's, yes, record collection. I'm totally dating myself here. But I found Made in Japan. So I thought, well, got nothing else to do. I might as well listen to some of this. And I put it on, and I was just floored because, you know, in those days, people didn't take stuff home and, and touch things up in their home studios and make it perfect. Um, it was raw. It was live. It was recorded. And you pretty much have one take. And it was the tightest, most amazing thing I had ever heard. And the energy I heard from Clive Burr, it just made me decide that I wanted to play drums like that. And I had no idea that 
I was going to be playing his part 16 years, <laughs> you know, <laughs> down the road, you know. Uh, but, yeah, it was because of Iron Maiden that I really wanted to start playing drums. So I have definitely been a Maiden fan since day one. That is awesome. That is one awesome. Hour later. <laughs> and I've seen Maiden only twice live down here but hands down one of the best live bands on the planet and i believe you guys like from what i've seen online you capture that energy so well i mean did you feel a lot of pressure you know to try and match that especially in the beginning that you had to go out there all guns blazing to try and keep up with the the band themselves i think with all of the members in this band um nobody does anything half-assed so if we're we join a band this band an original band Whatever band, I mean, we're going to go out all guns blazing regardless because, you know, you want to give it your all. And sure, the fact that it is Iron Maiden, <laughs> you got to be on because um, <laughs> people know this stuff and they know if you're not doing it right <laughs> and they will call you out on it. <laughs> I doubt you've been called out because you, you nail it. I've watched all these videos and I just think you guys just, and just, it's got its own flavor as well. It's not just... I don't think you guys are just a cover band or a tribute band. You're so much more than that. And I think that's why so many people love what you guys are doing. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just think that we're a tribute band that got really lucky that um, it clicked. I mean, people people think it's a freak show or something, that there's girls playing Maiden, I guess. But, um, you know, we're... I think maybe what they feel is that we're just fans of the music, too, and, you know, we're just tickled to be up there playing it to other people who love it on the same level as we do, and we're just really lucky, that's all. <laughs> oh, I think you guys are more than lucky. I think you're damn good at what you do, and I think that's what connects with people as well, because you're not Iron Maiden, but you're down there, you know, joining everybody together for that celebration of Maiden's music, which is, is something quite special. <laughs> we like to think we're the, uh, we're the uh, like, surrogate mother. Of <laughs> when, Maiden, when Maiden's not in your town, okay, you get you get the surrogate fix. Take some Iron Maiden's. Oh, man. Well, I definitely can't wait to see you guys. And I saw uh, a picture of you with Nico at NAMM. That that must have been amazing. Has he seen you play? Oh, he has not seen me play, no. Thank God, because I would be so nervous. <laughs> 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 but uh, actually, he uh, he was at a jam uh, several years, many years ago, actually, and um, he was going to be playing, and Wanda, our bass player, got to get up and jam and play a couple songs with him, so... There's pictures somewhere online about that. She said, oh, my God, it was so weird playing the song, turning around. She's like, I'm used to seeing you there. But I know it didn't. It, something <laughs> was different. It didn't feel like you playing because I turned around and there's Nico. <laughs> how did you find it when you met him? How was that experience? It's always a good experience. He's just so personable. He's he's just very, very outgoing, very friendly guy. Um very funny guy. We've met him the first time was when they were doing a show. Gosh, I can't remember which tour. Shame on me. But um, at the now defunct Irvine Meadows Amphitheater, and the whole band was introduced to each of our counterparts um, through Michael Kenny, who is their keyboard player, and also Steve Harris's bass tech. 
So he arranged for us to go backstage and meet each of our counterparts one by one and take a picture. And um, <laughs> that was the first time we met them. And now I think a lot of people mention us, I guess, we heard when they meet them sometimes. Oh, you ever heard of the Iron Maiden? You ever heard of the Iron Maiden? I hope they're not getting sick of hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. But they're I mean, always really, cool. really sweet. Yeah, Nick is really awesome. We see him at NAM almost every year, and he always says hello, and it's really, really cool. Oh, that's sweet. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's (laughs) awesome. And, uh, of course, uh, I was going to ask you, as a drummer, what would you say is the hardest Iron Maiden song to play, or in general, which is the hardest song to to master behind a kit? That's tough to answer, really. Um, I think the hardest song to play is... After a two-hour set on the third night in a row, it becomes run to the hills because you just run out of gas. <laughs> yeah. Totally understand that one. What about, uh, you know, in general, like when you were, uh, you know, just learning to play, was there one song that, you know, not necessarily Maiden, but just a song that, you know, took you a while to master that was like your your end game goal? You know, one of them, um, we only actually played it once, so I knew I had to get it right, and it was Seventh Son. That was Seventh Son. So I I wanted to learn every fill that he did exactly. Mm. So I wanted to basically memorize the whole song because I wanted to do it just like he did. So I actually had little cheat sheets down on the floor so I could read what the fills were. <laughs> but that one that one took the most time for me to master, I guess, to uh, to get down and comfortable with it to play it live and it was really cool and when we did play that we actually had Michael Kenny from Maiden um, sit in on his keyboards so we had the whole authentic Maiden keyboards going on during that song it was really amazing it's on YouTube somewhere but um, it was an old lineup but it was still a highlight that's awesome and uh, what other projects have you got outside uh, Iron Maiden that you're working on um, right now, mm, just a couple little things in the works, but nothing to really write home about or to, and nothing, not, not any big deals right now. So right now, this is my main thing. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we definitely can't wait to see you guys play down in Australia and uh, hopefully meet you guys too. And, uh, you know, it's it's going to be such a fantastic tour. Uh, what are you looking forward to, apart from obviously a tour, what are you looking forward to about Australia? You know, we uh, we are looking forward to trying to pretend we have some time off. <laughs> but we really don't. I mean, we're, we're thinking, gosh, when we're here, we want to go see this, we want to go do that. Oh, can we, is there anywhere we can go? I mean, is it just going to be flying from here to there to there to there and driving? And I think, unfortunately, that's what it's going to be. But um, we'll see. If there's time, if there is time, we will make time to go and try to do a little sightseeing around wherever we're based. And uh, it's our first time there. we got to do something. We can't just go and see a hotel room. <laughs> no, you got to at least go to a zoo. I mean, that's the one thing that all bands do, especially in... Yeah, we got to go see the koalas. See? That's what you got to do. You tell them. You tell them. You say, I'm not leaving this uh, this uh, bus until I get a koala. <laughs> I know. That we have. One day we have it strictly dedicated to doing press. So maybe... Uh, We'll talk really, really fast, and then we'll <laughs> 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 just get into the, to the, to the room. Just say, hey, just, you know, 
bring us bring us some some uh, your local animals, the non non uh, deadly ones that we have here. But uh, you know. Oh my god, we heard about the sight of the spider. Ah is that real? Is that for real? Which one? Is the size of the spiders there? Are they really that big? Yeah, they get pretty big. Yeah. But that's more, I don't know. That's more like yeah, where I live. You won't find them in the cities, main cities. They just sort of oh. <laughs> they just do this. Wrap you up in. <laughs> I, I heard that they can hide out I heard they can hide out in your shoes, but you have to check your shoes in the morning. They do. They like shoes sometimes, so you just go shake your shoes. Oh. But uh, I'm gonna pass. I already said to the girls, I'm putting all of my shoes in plastic Ziploc bags. Every <laughs> single one of them. <laughs> it's not that bad, honestly. Like we like to tell uh, people from other countries about drop bears and stuff like that. You'll probably hear about drop bears as well, but they're not real. Don't let anyone tell you about drop bears. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> so we also heard a lot of great things about the Australian people, <laughs> and we we just said that they're very kind and just really great people overall. And we we look forward to we look forward to seeing Australia and meeting the Australians. <laughs> oh well, I think you're gonna love it. I think we go all right. I think we go all right. <laughs> well, <laughs> Thank you so much again for taking the time to talk to us, and we will of course see you Absolutely. and uh, the rest of the girls in uh, in Australia very soon. Yes, very soon, very soon. You take care, and thank yeah. you so much for for the interview. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. 